Satnam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I are appreciative of your vital role on this planet in an ever-growing global community. For it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. In working on greater awareness, there is a number that I want you to be aware of. And this is the number of subtle angles that are available to you in every moment. If you've ever watched a really meaningful sailboat race, like the new foil sailboats that actually rise up off the boat itself and ride that foil, the amount of distinction between very, very slight shifts in the angles of the sail make a remarkable difference in the speed forward of the vessel. Because evolution came out of survival, on this planet. We are still working with the likes of very primitive sail attitudes towards each moment. How do we sail through each moment? Prior to the clipper ships, which had the adjustable sails, we had what were called square riggers. And square riggers had fixed sails positioning. And they could only move with what was called the prevailing winds. Winds had to be somewhere behind the ship in order for the ship to sail forward. Now, because of the way in which the sails are able to be angled, you can sail into a direct headwind at a very fast rate. Even faster than a tailwind because a headwind lifts the boat and lets it skim the water whereas a tailwind pushes the boat and causes the bow to plow down into the water setting up greater resistance. And so sometimes the oppositions to your position can enable you to proceed more quickly. But we must eliminate ourselves from survival modality in order for those angles to be available to us because otherwise we experience opposition 
as a stoppage, a blockage. When things are not moving our way, we feel like we are either not supposed to do this or that we are a failure or that we don't have what it takes to do this. What is available to us? Because the universal mind is all around us, with below us and everywhere. All around us in all of the angles means that the number of possible solutions is 360 to the power of 360. It's an exponential capacity. And this fills the entire page. This is the number of opportunities that are available to us in every moment. Obviously, that number is so large that there is no name for that number. But that number is also so real that there is no denying that number. And that is what enables us when we have faith in that number that we allow through the angle, the several angles that are within that number that enable us to maximize our position in the moment, to create the momentum. In order to feel the power of that number, we must engage the ma, the sa, the ya, the ho, and the wa. The wa being the universal mind. The ho being our crown center through which the silver cord passes into the thymus gland, which sets the rate of the heart. Is the heart at an anxious rate? Or is the heart in a trusting rate? How is the heart beating? How is your heart opening to the rhythm of this moment, to the rhythm of the relationship between this moment and what you are striving to achieve in this moment and in the moments to come? And as I said, what we're working with here is we're working with this incredible information out of the universal mind which uh, descends to us, transcends to us through the silver cord, through the frequency of being engaged with the gut, the heart, and the head brain simultaneously and somewhat equally in order for us to allow this silver cord to come through. And it passes through our auric body it passes through our arc line. And so we want to develop these positions within the three brains. We develop all of our capacity. And then we become a truly operating instrument for the 21st century.
because the problems of the 21st century are nothing like the problems of 5000 BC. But the solutions are identical. And the solutions to all problems, whether they be the problems of 5000 BC or 21 AD, the 21st century, or 31 AD, or 51 AD, meaning the 51st century. The solutions are identical. Connect all three brains, allow the universal mind to communicate through to you, determine the angle of that information, apply that angle within your determination, and there you are, sailing time and space. And when you are sailing time and space intentionally, you actually are able to create the moments. When you are forming moments out of the formless energy of space-time, then the container of your life begins to be exactly what you want it to be and headed in the direction of exactly where you want to be going. This is how we shape it. And we shape it with the frequency of our thought, achieving either the frequency from the people around us, circumstances around us, it has to relate to that. But the keys, the true keys of the moment are coming in through the universal mind, through all of those angles, so that we can truly form our moments out of formless time. And when we begin to form our moments out of formless time, then we are able to work with what the angles of the past's momentum into the future inclination. And we could reverse that. The past inclination, if sailing properly through the moment of now, which is what you have control of, can't control the past, you can influence the future, but you can take the inclinations of the past and turn them into the momentum of the future. And all of a sudden, all of those moments in the past begin through the angle of your engagement to create the momentum of the future. One of the things that you absolutely must do regarding the past is you must give this past forward to the present moment. You must forward give, you must forgive all of the components of that past in order for the present moment to have the full assemblage of you. Otherwise, your pranic field is invested in five years ago when so-and-so did you wrong or when you missed an opportunity and you are just really disappointed in that moment in five years ago. 
So all of a sudden that moment in order to be maintained has a tremendous investment from your living pranic field. And so you are investing your living pranic field in a moment of the past which is dead, no longer alive in this present moment. So you want to give forward from that moment. You want to forgive that moment so that you can allow yourself to ride the wave of this moment. And then you can make a choice. Do you want to ride the moment in chaos and crisis and commotion? These are the commotions in this area of the wave. Because if you ride the wave in commotions, you will disassemble the circumstance. So, oftentimes we have things that we need to disassemble. Right now, if you look at politics, you're looking at people that are trying to disassemble that which has been in place and been fairly stable. And they're using chaos all over the world. They're using the chaos of war. They're using the chaos of, of false claims, social media promoting false claims, all of the above. What they're using that for is to create crisis and chaos because crisis and chaos disassembles. Just like Mercury in retrograde, which I believe is coming up, is there for disassembly. In that moment of disassembly, you must hold on to the key components. And in order to do that, you might want to be lost in the continuum so that you can just hold in place the few elements of that future. The struggle is not a struggle in vain. The struggle are, first of all, the dark emotions and then the, determ the, the determination emotion, the determinations. So you work with the darker emotions, which are the rage and the angers and the, and the frustrations and all of those components which help to bring some ignition into your being. So you've disassembled, you've been in that lost state, lost in space, holding on to the few identifying components. And then you use the darker emotions of anger and you begin to, <coughs> frustration leading to anger, leading to rage, you begin to use those elements through a focus and anger and rage through focus is the equivalent of what is called determination and determination starts and moves up through until it becomes certainty and if you allow certainty to prevail long enough it will become what the Buddha called the middle path which in modern emotional equivalency is called boredom and then in that boredom if you sit because boredom is what's called absolute stillness nothing happening if you sit in that state long enough all of a sudden the balance and the devotions of ease, joy, knowing, and liberated freedom, inspiration, enthusiasm, etc., 
come into play. When you get down to the very transition between ease and crisis, you get to what's called excitement. So it's good to not get to that giddy excitement. You want to withdraw from that just slightly back into the inspired ease. And that is the place in which you can ride the wave of time with the universe doing all of your lifting. And when that is taking place, when the universe is doing all of your lifting, that is when you begin to create this massive intuition. Here is the collective assignment and agreement. This is where everybody else is at. This is why everybody thinks you're so strange. Because you're riding up here in the unknown data field. You're coming up with absolute knowing in a field that nobody else knows. That is why you are here. Because, what is it the old saying? If you want to get what you've always got, keep on doing what you've always done. And that which has been done, that has got us to now, is not going to be engaging for getting us out of now and into a collective, magnificent future. So we have to change it. This is like in those old sailing vessels. They would send somebody up the mast into the crow's nest so they could see beyond what everybody else down on the deck of the collective agreement could see. And they would have a telescope up there and they would yell down, Hey, I see out there. Hey, I see land out there. I see this out there. Whatever it was. But they could see what nobody else could see. That's who you are. You are the ones who are to rise up into that unknown data field, into that crow's nest. God bless the crows and the ravens. And into that nest of knowing because you can see not what everybody else is seeing. You can see what nobody else will see for maybe years, maybe even decades. And then you come back down, engage society, always knowing that that is there and going daily up your mast of your sailing vessel, the sailing vessel sailing through time and space so that you can see into the future and coming back down and engaging your family, your friends, your society at large, knowing that what you are doing is leading them to that which you know to be true, which they cannot necessarily know to be true. And you don't have to tell them about this. You only need to tell them about the next step and the next step after that and the next step after that. What will really get you into a state of disbelief by everyone else is when you start describing what's out here to people that can't comprehend.
I mean, there's a lot. That's why they say surround yourself with the same people of love as you because that's where you can have the conversations about what is out here and about what you have collectively seen that is out there from that elevated position. But not everybody is able to observe that, nor is anybody, everybody able to agree to that. And so you move slowly and intentionally. And in able to do that, you take them step by step by step by step. And that is why you must do two things. Surround yourself with a protective field so that the dark, which is going to be around the light, the candle always casts a shadow right in its presence. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, so light has darkness. That's a guarantee. That's a law of physics. And so as you begin to produce this knowledge of the future, as you begin to produce this awakening state, there is going to be a lot of darkness that is going to try and capture you. Because that's its job. It doesn't have it out for you. It's simply acting as it has been assigned to do. And so don't take it personally. And if you must take it personally, take it as a compliment. When you are being attacked, take it as a compliment. I must be doing something right because the darkness is on me. And then have the skill set to be able to overcome the darkness. That is absolutely essential. One of the components of being attacked by the outside forces is the intrinsic evaluation of depression. Depression in meteorology, the science of weather, is when there is greater pressure outside than there is inside. And when there is a depression, there will be high winds coming in. Hurricanes are formed by massive depressions. And the wind comes in in a, centrifugal, in a centripetal way, spiraling inward. And that's what forms the hurricane. So think about this. When you feel depression, it means that there is greater forces outside of you than inside of you. And there is a, an old saying, when you feel depressed, press back. Now, it sounds simplistic, and we're not trying to reduce the intensity of depressing states. But you have to somehow put a note in the back of your brain that when you have these particular sensations, you must gather and garner the strength to begin to press back. And the way you press back is you simply elevate yourself within that heavy pressure so that you can see the possibility of a future. 
And when from that position you see the possibility of the future, that gives you hope, which engages the heart. The heart has hope, willing to act, and courage to respond to the react. Those are the three levels of the heart energy, the heart brain. And so once you connect to that faint, slight hope, that's when you know, ah. And it, believe me, it can be very, very faint. But that's how you begin to use those three brains to navigate and guide your way through time and space, which is only acting and reacting according, it's only acting and reacting according to the number of angles that it has the opportunity to produce. And that, my dear ones, is such a massive number. It should give you that sense of hope. It should give you that sense of hope that there's definitely an angle or a series of angles within that number of angles in every moment to not only make it through, but to rise above and to have solutions that can be followed by others. And this, my friends, is true leadership. And so pick up your journal and begin writing your notes from what you have heard in this lecture. <coughs> and write your notes to self that are in the state of your being within yourself so that you can understand what it is that you are to do in those moments when you are out of touch with what is going on around you. It's causing you to be frustrated. It's causing you to be all different forms of uncomfortable circumstances. Write yourself some notes. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.